Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. number two on FST. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. You can download for you to listen. And hit us up on, tw- and we're also on TuneIn Radio on iHeartRadio. Uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. I'm at Mike Blewett. Scott Engel is at Scott E. Roto X. It's EX at the end. And then Jim Day is at Fantasy Taz, T-A-Z. So a bunch of guys out today, and we'll get into that as well. Let me do the weather, see if there's anything there to to discuss. I I don't think there is. There's nothing, no place really with any kind of wind. I think we have some light rain uh, in Tampa for Bucks Saints. So Yeah, a lot of people are worried about that because they've been reporting heavy thunderstorms in Tampa, but the heavy thunderstorms, if they happen, are supposed to happen before the game, not during the game. So it could be a little sloppy. Trying to tell people not to worry. That's a good point from Jim. A lot of people will freak out if they see bad weather at ten AM in the morning, but you have to remember it might clear up by game time. The forecast during the game from NFLweather.com is light rain and 13 to 14 mile an hour winds. That's about one mile an hour, like below where you start to get concerned. Yeah, it's cold in uh, it's cold in a, a whole bunch of places. Cleveland and Chicago, obviously tonight with the Rams being there. Atlanta, yeah. a dome team playing in Green Bay. It's going to be pretty cold. Um, other places Those are like four, three and four mile an hour wind gusts. Though, yeah, so, you don't so have to worry. You know, you're just dealing with cold weather. At, I tend to. You might have you might have before. Scotty's magic number of fifteen mile an hour wins with the uh, in Miami against the the Patriots today though. They're saying fifty mile fifteen mile an hour wins through most of the game. Okay. How many degrees is it supposed to be there? Eighty two. Yeah, so it's hot. Eighty two. That that that's interesting. You know, that's like weather unique to South Florida. It's yeah. You know, uh, the South Florida Sun Sentinel like interviewed Tom Brady though, and he said, you know, they do have a home field advantage there. You know, I I used to not that I played, but you know, if I can feel it as a fan, you know, imagine the players. You know, I've seen teams get worn down. I used Look to have like, the really Bears good this year. Dolphin tickets, and it was just oppressive. You know, like on the field there, the Bears. The Bears got worn out in Miami. It, the heat index was over 100 in that game, yeah. and they lost that game in overtime. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've been saying it since July, the sharp betters were on Miami this year because of the way their schedule broke. And the over uh, for the total for Miami was sixth, and all the sharp money went on Miami early and pushed it up to six and a half. So most of you, if you had bet on it, uh, we're at six and a half, and here they are. They're sitting at six and six on the season just because of the way the schedule broke. They don't have 
They only have two cold weather games. They played in New England. They'll play in Buffalo, but they got Minnesota in a dome. They got the Bears down there in the heat. They got Tennessee down there in the heat and the ridiculous rain in week one. And the way the schedule broke out for Miami doesn't mean that they're a great team. They're they're probably going to get to seven wins here. They're, They're next three. They have New England today, obviously a tough uh, matchup today, but then they have Minnesota, then they'll have Jacksonville at home, and then they'll go to Buffalo. So, of the last four, I'll give them at least one of those. Maybe they'll even get two. But um, just something to consider. Now, obviously, some major stories today regarding injuries. We've gone into some of them, but for the second week in a row, I didn't mean to bury the lead in hour one, but for the second week in a row, Jim, we have a last-minute stunner of a player that's out, and that this week is your guy, Odell Beckham. Um, thoughts there? Any any idea like what they're thinking going forward? Odell was interestingly very positively vocal this week about how the team, they're not giving up anything. They're going to play spoiler for the rest of the year. Stupid team. Um, <laughs> uh, look, yeah, look, this should really play out for Sterling Shepard. And I think Evan Ingram should really be the big recipients here, uh, with Odell out. Uh, you know, it's, they're going against a, a team right now that they should be able to beat. I mean, Washington's reeling, uh, they have a better record, but they've just been just down with all the injuries to them everywhere. The only person I like on the Washington offense this week at all is Adrian Peterson. I think he could have a really good game against the Giants who have just been been getting gashed by opposing running backs since they gave up the Harrison in the trade deadline. And then now they lost Landon Collins uh, for the rest of the year as well. So, you know, it's really going to hurt their defense. I think Peterson could have a big game here against them. Outside of that, really hard to trust any of these receivers with Sanchez under center. Scott, other major story that we'll get to before we turn the page over to receivers. The Heisman Trophy was awarded last night to Kyler Murray, who is probably going to be a baseball player. Uh, He was a top 10 pick for the uh, Oakland Athletics. Uh, Scott Boris is his agent, so it's not like he didn't. It's not like he didn't have his choice of agents. He picked the most powerful agent in, in maybe all of sports. So, uh, interestingly, he wins the Heisman Trophy last night, but his prospects as a baseball player are through the roof. Yeah, it's, it's certainly true. But, uh, you know, it's, it's somebody whose name that people are actually going to know when the, when the MLB draft, like, happens this year. A lot of a lot of people don't know the actual uh, actual players in the draft. It just doesn't get the ballyhoo of the other sports. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's it for some major stories. Obviously we'll, um, uh, we'll continue to keep you updated with injury stuff throughout, uh, this show. And then certainly the lineup lock live show, which is from 10 to one with myself, Marshall Falk, Corey Parson, and Gabe Morrency. It's from 10 to one. After that, you'll be listening to fantasy football live with Gabe Morency and Corey Parson and uh, Chris Welsh. That's from 1 to 4. Chris Venture usually stops in uh, for a little bit. Then from 4 to 8, it is Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, Joe Galena, and use some other cast of characters. Occasionally, Chris Pavona will stop through. And then these guys will be here, these two, Jim Day and Scott Engel. From 8 to 10, they'll be uh, recapping all the games and all the action and hopefully uh, my playoff wins. But... I'm really sure. 
happen today. We won't be probably lead the show with that. Wins. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll lead the show with that. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I'll, I'll keep you apprised. Hey, before we get to yeah, I'm sorry. Ahead, before dude. we get to wide receivers, can can I ask a couple of quick questions to Scott of his running backs? Yes, of course. Yeah, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine is the number to call. There you go. Um, yeah. I, just real quick, you have Josh Adams at twenty four. I got to tell you, I hate Josh Adams this week. Um, I, I can't. I can't even put him in my top thirty six this week. You know, not not only is he going up against a, a Dallas defense that's just crushing the rush right now, but the fact of the matter is, you got Darren Sproles back. They got Corey, Corey Clement back involved last week. I I don't give me an an, an insight into. The king's mind on why he has Josh Adams in the top 24 over a guy like Jeff Wilson, who, while he has a tough matchup, was really highly involved in, in the passing game last week as soon as he stepped on the field. Well, actually, you know, the Broncos are like the worst against the run than uh, than than uh, <laughs> than the Cowboys. The Cowboys are eighth against the posting running backs. The Broncos have been up and down. They've been 16th. It's just like I feel like I know the volume's going to be there with Josh Adams, and if this team gets near the red zone, they're going to give him the crack. You know, Darren Sproles, uh, you know, did vulture one last week, and it that happens with every NFL team on occasion. Then you get some unexpected guy at the goal line. You know, look at James Devlin last week as an extreme example. But I, he's their main ball carrier. You know, I think he runs well on the outside. I, I don't love him this week because obviously I have him at the end of RB two and right near that flex. Uh, territory. I don't think Corey Clement, you know, being involved is, you know, really a trend there. So I, I'm putting him there just for sheer volume, more than more than anything, more than anything else. Uh, you know, as far as uh, as far as Wilson goes, you know, it's it's to me it's kind of dangerous. It's like I know how good he looked last week. I saw it firsthand. You know, he caught like a million screen passes. But the kid did it for one week, and I find it very hard to, like, you know, want to put this guy in my lineup with one week of production. It's, uh, you know, they were shifting back and forth between him and Matt Burita, and I do have him ranked ahead, you know, because I feel like he's more, more versatile. But I had a decision between Adam Humphreys and Jeff Wilson, and there was no question in my mind that I was going with Humphreys. It just worries me with Wilson that, you know, he came out of nowhere last week, and now that now that you know opponents know that you know that this guy can be a threat and they don't have much in the passing game that he could get a lot of defensive attention this week and he could have a bad game it's a minor concern of mine yeah i don't i don't, I don't share that concern I, I actually like him a lot this week i have to say uh denver is going to you know come after mullins and i expect mullins to dump off a lot i think you know, him and pettis are still in good play this week but fair enough i just wanted to pick your brain you are yeah, the they king they're gonna they're gonna dump a lot off a lot. It's a tad, but they're gonna watch the film against Seattle last week, and they're gonna see that. They're, they're gonna be ready for it. So I'm not saying you shouldn't like Wilson. I was saying I do say that is something of a concern for me. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so let's go over to wide receivers. Uh, good debate there. So Devontae Adams comes in at number one, uh, going up against Atlanta. He's a very popular DFS play as well. The top. Uh, projection on Daily Road, I believe, is Keenan Allen. Scott has him down at number seven, but uh, nonetheless, he has him as a top ten play. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins comes in at number two, Antonio Brown at three, Michael Thomas at four, and I'm feeling at five. Tyreek Hill at six, Keenan Allen, like I said, just seven. Julio Jones at number eight. I got a Julio Jones stat here for you. Give me a moment. 
Julio Jones needs 77 receiving yards to become the first player with 1,400 receiving yards in five consecutive seasons in NFL history. He is the only one to do it four times along with this Hall of Fame receiver. That's a question. Randy Moss? Oh. (laughs) Hall of Fame receiver. Hall of Fame Uh, receiver. He's the only other guy besides Julio to do it. Four years in a row. Uh, four years in a row. Julio's about to do four it five years in a years row. row. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice did it three times. Antonio Brown currently Close. has done it three times. Calvin Johnson, whom I actually met briefly the other day at his college football Hall of Fame induction, uh, oh. is number three. Demarius Thomas also has done it three times. Uh, he played for the Colts. Oh, Marvin Harrison. There you go. There you go. So Julio's going to try to break the tie with Marvin Harrison uh, to be the First player in five seasons. Uh, Marvin got the end zone more often. Fourteen hundred. Well, you got to take okay, a shot at the guy. I'm about to. I'm trying to give Julio some props. You got to take a <laughs> shot at the end zone stuff. We get it. He's an amazing receiver. That's they how I am. They can't get it done in the red zone for some reason. He doesn't care. I know fantasy owners care, but what do you want? The guy crushes it every year. He just doesn't get into the end zone as much as you would like. Sorry that he picks up. 1,400 yards every year, and this year he's got 86 receptions. He's going to end up topping 100 and 1,500, and he's got three touchdowns, so sue me. That's great. And and here's breaking news. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is expected to play today. Just oh, came out. That's big. Uh, yeah, you got to start him then. Don't worry about it being on a pitch count or a decoy. You got to start him. Scott had him down at 17. I wouldn't be surprised if you raised that here uh, in real time uh, to move him up. But uh, getting back to the rankings, Julio at number eight, Stefan Diggs at nine, Juju Smith-Schuster at 10. Now, the Raiders, you look at some of their metrics, and it, it seems as if they're having success versus the number one and number two wide receivers. But according to Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders, it's a little bit of an anomaly. So um, I don't think that you are downgrading in any way Juju and Antonio Brown because of one specific metric. The reality is their pass defense is overall terrible, and I think you really like Juju today. especially pass rush. Exactly right. They have zero pass rush. So um, they have the worst pass rush in the league. Uh, So... Uh, Juju comes in at number 10. I think he's a really strong DFS play. Mike Evans at number 11. Let me pause here on that game. Uh, Mike Evans at number 11. You have Humphreys at 16 and Godwin at 20. That's what I was going to look for. So, Jim, he's got all three Tampa wide receivers as wide receiver one and wide receiver twos. Deshaun Jackson is out, obviously, which impacts the value. But I, I suppose just because of the high total here, we're going to expect these guys to be pushing the ball and Jameis to be pushing the ball through the year all game long? Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's face it, the Saints are 10-point road favorites uh, with a, you know, over-under of 54.5. So, that, you know, Vegas is expecting big points, and I don't see how anybody could doubt that. Um, you know, while Tampa Bay's pass defense is playing a lot better of late, New Orleans is a little better, but not enough to even think about not playing everybody against them. With Deshaun Jackson out, that absolutely helps Godwin. Humphreys has been playing very steady of late and really getting in the end zone a lot. And, you know, Evans here is probably the one that might be the riskiest pick just because he is so up and down. I do expect a good game from him today, but he is so hard to trust. 
Yeah, uh, no, no arguments from me to keep uh, to fill in the others uh, on the wide receiver two scenario. Robert Woods at twelve, Brandon Cooks at thirteen. So the Rams are back to back. Amari Cooper at fourteen, Julian Edelman at fifteen, T. Y. Hilton. I mentioned uh, Humphreys at sixteen, T. Y. Hilton at seventeen, Kenny Galladay at eighteen, Josh Gordon at nineteen. That was a guy I wanted to get to. So, Jim, you mentioned earlier. Uh, that you like Josh Gordon with Xavier Howard out. Scott, are you interested in pushing Josh Gordon up because of that Xavier Howard uh, scenario? I think I already had him, uh, you know, there knowing that. So, uh, you know, look, top 20 wide receiver. You know, it's, uh, it's certainly no uh, no negative on him at yeah, all. No slouch. So, um, Tyler Boyd at 21, Golden Tate at 22. Uh, here's a guy I wanted to get to. Last one. Portland Sutton uh, will... We'll, We'll continue the wide receivers on the other side of this, but Jim, uh, maybe 30 seconds on Cortland Sutton. He steps in. We lose Manny Sanders in the middle of the week. We've already traded Demarius Thomas from Denver. We lost Jake Butt. We lost Jeff Hoyerman. Uh, and now it's down to two rookies in Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton, and Sutton's been the one who saw far more targets. Yeah, no, Sutton is in that lead role. There's absolutely no doubt about that. He should see quite a few targets in this one. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not the hugest Courtin Sutton fan. He He's very limited in his routes. Uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out this week. I, I really I have this inkling that Deshaun Hamilton is going to be a play this week, but I can't say that with any kind of you know confidence. Okay. I just want to see him play. Okay, we'll wrap up the wide receiver position on the other side of the break. It's Mike, Jim, and Scott. FST Game Day Edition on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I don't know what this world is coming to. Welcome back to FST Game Day Edition. You know, the DailyRoto.com NBA, DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in cumulative prizes. So if you're playing DFS... And you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers. You're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. You know, we're in, in about a about an hour, we're going to have Ricky Sanders. I'll tell you when. It's exactly ten fifteen a.m. Eastern. So that is fifty seven, fifty three minutes from now, fifty two minutes from now. So Ricky Sanders, I got it. So thank you very much. 
Thank you, thank you very much for my math, on the fly math. I love working I, in front of that live audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you folks today. So, Ricky Sanders uh, will be on with us, and he'll be taking us through the NFL DFS slate. But I can tell you that on DailyRoto.com, they are experts in a wide variety of sports. So uh, please go to DailyRoto.com and check it out. And click on Go Premium. If you enter the promo code FNTSY, you get a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY. Ah, jeez. Almost I'm like allergic to this read. Uh, enter, click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. So, gentlemen. I there saw we go. There we go. Uh, thank you very much. So, um, we were continuing to go through wide receivers. We did Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore. With Denzel Ward out, Scott, DJ Moore, you have 24. That could be pretty interesting. He has been, as much as we talk about unreliable rookie wide receivers, which they are on the whole, we have Cortland Sutton in a prominent role right now. And DJ Moore, who has been on the move here and seems to be... You know, challenging Calvin Ridley for the most impactful rookie wide receiver here down the stretch. Well, Calvin Ridley uh, certainly hasn't been at the second half of the season. That's right. And look, all these rookie wide receivers are inconsistent. You know, we saw two good games from him before last week. Then he was quiet last week. But still, you know, the Browns, even with Denzel Ward playing most of the year, are 25th against opposing fantasy wide receivers, 39 points per game. So I think I think you. Uh, you know, you like him this week. You know, a lot of people are in this kind of spot with their wide receiver three where, you know, we have a lot of rookies and first-year players that we have that uh, got to roll out there. Uh, but you can't predict spontaneous execution, you know, in the NFL. That's one thing that we can't do with fantasy football. You know, I think Derrick Henry's proof of that. What we saw on Thursday night, you're just going to have to take your shot with DJ Moore. But a lot of these rookies, a lot of people have to rely on him, and they're very, very risky. You know, even if some of them look good. Yeah, so, Jim, here, here's here's what I have lined up here in one of my leagues. I got Drew Brees at QB, uh, Zeke Elliott at running back. Starting Adrian Peterson at the other running back today. Yeah, I like Peterson today. Um, my wide receivers are Josh Reynolds, <laughs> Adam Thielen. What the, and the Ty- Don't that? laugh. He's being serious. <laughs> because he's going against the Giants and he's doom and gloom. Oh. <laughs> Well, he, no, no, I, it's not. No, it literally is. I mean, they've they've been trash against the run since they lost Harrison, and now they lost Collins too. I expect the only way Washington has any chance is if Peterson goes off, and it it looks like it's a very good possibility he could at home against a terrible Giants rush defense right now. It's not has nothing to do with the fact that I hate this team, and the front office should be shot. It has nothing to do with that. It, it's easy to scheme against the. the, the Washington, even for a team like the Giants, though, it's like you don't have to worry about the passing game at all. Well, concerning you guys took the under on the 177 and a half on Sanchez, I think it goes in line with what we were saying earlier. But anyway, Jim, what I want to get to. Seven years ago, that would have been a great backfield. What I wanted to get to is the wide receivers. Uh, Adam Thielen, Tyrell Williams, Josh Reynolds. And you're saying, why are you starting those two guys? It's because the only other guys that I can start are Cordarrelle Patterson and Seth Roberts. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Some some terrible roster management there, Mr. No, Mike. No, it isn't. It's the league where I lost A.J. Green and Cooper Cup and Marvin Jones, and we are not allowed 
further transactions once the regular season is closed. Ooh, I hate Talk that. about snake <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, really. And that's uh, the James Conner league. You know what's going too. on right now? You can't really see it through the radio, but I got my thumb and my forefinger going back and forth against each other. You know what that means? The world's smallest violin oh, playing. I'll only cry for you. Yeah. Well, so, but that's that's the guys I play, right? I play Reynolds no and Williams over Patterson and Roberts, correct? Well, Roberts is questionable uh, at best. I, I I think you have to, but man, I don't like it. <laughs> Tyrell Williams is the only guy where really, you know, you can, you can take a crack that he scores a deep touchdown or you know catches something in the red zone with his height. It's just Seth Roberts is you know he's like a. Oh. He's like a third wide receiver on a very bad team. Yeah. Cornerell Patterson's probably not going to get any touches. Did, did, wait, does that league get? Do we get any points for kick returns? No, no. You just yeah, because I would say Cornerell Patterson could score on a return, but he's not going to get any quality work there. You know, with Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead both back, and you got to take the upside with Josh Reynolds. Just if. I yeah. mean, you know, oh, yeah. you got a, a nothing floor, but in that offense, he he always has a chance. I spent every last dime yeah, on replacing Josh. Replacing Cooper Cup, he's got red zone potential, no the, matter what the opponent in is. In that league, it's the league I'm in with Scott. I spent every last dime on Jalen Samuels and Josh Reynolds, like right towards the end. And uh, I was cleaned out. I, I tried to. I just, it wasn't really a miscalculation. Like, I was desperately trying to get a second quarterback and a second defense just in case. And, um,. I I sort of mistimed a Michael Gallup pickup. Now, it turns out Gallup's kind of banged up today anyway, but um, it would have helped me a little bit so that I wasn't like – I'd have I'd have Michael Gallup. I'd rather have Tyrell Roberts, Williams than Michael Gallup. Yeah, right. So what was I left with? You know, Scott, you're in this league. It's a really deep league. Yeah. No transactions yeah. left. So, um, you know, I'm up the creek. What am I going to do? So let me give you a couple of prop bets on wide receivers. And, and obviously, folks, we try to get through as many as we can. And I know how important this week is. And with the guys lost, we're doing our best. But you can get these guys on Twitter as well. Um, we'll try to take some calls if we can in this final segment. But we got to get through tight ends as well. So a couple of quick wide receiver props. Uh, let me see the ones that I like here. Kenny Galladay, 80 and a half. Receiving yards. Yeah, I'm struggling with Kenny Galladay. I mean, tough matchup for him this week. Uh, but man, I, I mean, who else they got? They got to throw the ball to him. They got to, you know, force it to him. But he should see a ton of Patrick Peterson today. And man, I, I think I'd take the under. Stafford's not 100 percent either. Yeah, right. That just scares me. Okay. But there's so much volume potentially for him too, right? Though. I would take the over based on that last comment. I think the volume is going to be there in order to get it done. Eight catches for fifty yards. So you like well, you like so you like him, but you don't like him for the yardage, you know. Um, uh, all right, I'll give. Yeah, you- he's saying he could catch a bunch of passes. That's it right. just won't get you much else. But right. but if he does, you're still looking at thirteen points, so he doesn't kill you. Right, but yeah. just for that prop bet, you like the under. Uh, I'll do one more here. You can't assume the defense is going to always going to win the matchup and shut the guy out either. No, no, I don't. But you, you know, I mentioned one point. You mentioned the other. With Stafford not being one hundred percent, you know, it, it's definitely a risk. Yeah, there's risk a lot play. not to like. Okay. Too, I'll give you yeah. give you one the more, and then we'll flip there. the page over to tight ends. Allen Robinson, fifty-five and a half against the Rams tonight. 
I'm going to go over that, you know, with uh, with Trubisky back. Yeah, I, I like this play too as well. Uh, over, like I mentioned earlier, the Rams defense is just not playing well. 31st over the last five weeks against opposing wide receivers. I really like Allen Robinson with Trubisky back. So we're uh, going over to tight ends. PPR rankings again, as always, on rotoexperts.com, done by this gentleman, Scott Engel. <clears throat> you have Travis Kelsey at number t- at number one. No surprise there, uh, nor is there a surprise at number two. Zach Ertz is currently sitting at 93 receptions, which is a Philadelphia Eagles record for any player, uh, receptions in a season, and 978 receiving yards in 12 games this season. So today, and obviously through the rest of the year, he has an opportunity to pass 100 receptions and 1,000 receiving yards, which has only been done three times in NFL history by tight ends. Who are those three tight ends? 100 and 1,000. Nope. No one Shannon sharp. Sharp? No one sharp. Uh, I didn't hear what he said, Jim. Greg Olson. No. No. Ozzie Newsom. No. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. Go. Fine. I was going to say, you guys got to get there eventually. Oh, Tony Gonzalez. Two, yeah, right, 2004 right. with the Chiefs, he did 102 and 12. Rob Gronkowski. No. I don't no. think Gronk's yeah, ever had 100. 100. Yeah, no, he's definitely never had 100. Jimmy uh, Graham. No. No. Wow, I'm having a hard time with the other one. Uh, Just retired. Got a prominent broadcasting role right now. Jason Witten. Jason Witten in tw- oh, 2012 yeah, <laughs> had 110 and 1,039 receiving yards. So you're missing one other one. Played for the Colts. Oh, there's another one. Played for the Colts. Dallas Clark. That's right. 100 on the nose and 1,106 yards in 2009. Wow, so I totally that, forgot about that season. That's yeah, right. Yeah, he yeah. had that. I remember the Colts in week 17 or whatever last game they played. Peyton was feeding him, trying to get him that record. And I remember him getting it on yeah, the right, nose. Right. So, uh, so there you go. Zach Ertz obviously having a monster season, as is Kelsey. You know, those two have just been fantastic. And George Kittle in his own right is, comes in at number three. Uh, so Scott has done this because of a quirk specifically on Yahoo where Jalen Samuels has tight end eligibility. So Scott has him as the number four tight end for obvious reasons. He should see over 15 touches today as a running back, if not more. Uh, So that's specifically on Yahoo. Eric Ebron comes in at number five. Ebron is the 1B to Travis Kelsey's 1A in matchups today in DFS. His target share of, of red zone has really been incredible. I think 30, he's got 39%. Yeah. Yeah. 39% of the touchdowns uh, for the Colts, the passing touchdown, passing reception touchdowns for the Colts this year. Uh, So Eric Ebron, a really good play. You know, I cut Eric Ebron in one league when he was going well, but I cut him for Jack Doyle when Doyle Doyle came back. back, Right. So I just, I was like, I'm not going to carry both of these guys. I, I think Doyle's better. I went with Doyle, and I was wrong initially, and I'm even more wrong now. So, um, yeah, with Doyle out for that. the season, yeah, yeah. but so, you've uh, had bad luck with injuries anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I think I backed it up with Austin Hooper, so it wasn't a complete disaster, but clearly it wasn't the same. Uh, Rob, Rob Gronkowski at number six, Jared Cook at seven, Cam Brayton at number eight. He's another popular DFS guy today. Uh, because of obviously what we talked about earlier with the Bucks throwing the ball as much as they'll be throwing it. Even if they lose this game by 10 points, it could be a high-scoring game, and Cam Brate has a lot of red zone equity 
uh, in that offense. Jimmy Graham comes in at number nine. Chris Herndon, Scott's favorite player in the second half of the season, comes in at number 10. Jordan Reed, 11. Yeah, David Njoku uh, at Darnold's 12. back. Yeah. Same Darnold. So Reed and then Njoku. So anybody jump out at you there, Jim? Well, I don't like Herndon this week. Um, I just don't. I, I don't trust him at all. I, I, I couldn't even think about playing him this week against Buffalo, who's you know, over the last five weeks, number one against opposing tight ends, number five on the season against opposing tight ends. I, I, I don't care if Darnold's back. I, I think Buffalo's defense just crushes the Jets today, so I, I don't really like anybody on that offense. I'm playing Chris Herndon. Garbage touchdown for Herndon. Uh, I'm playing Chris Herndon in Scott Fishbowl today, where I, I had to buy last week, but I'm back. This is such terrible timing for, for me. Again, uh, Connor's out, so I lost him. Uh, I, got, I I was going to play Kiki Kuti. Now I have to think about benching him. Um, I picked up Deshaun Hamilton. I got, I'm just a mess right now. I, I played Deshaun Lewis the other night. He didn't do anything. Uh, anyway. Got 10 points in the PPR. Yeah. Okay. 10 okay. points ain't winning you nothing. Yeah. So, well, so I just try, I'm just trying to get nothing through. Either. I mean, I, I was sure one of the is. top teams in Scott Fishbowl all year, 900 teams, and now I come off the bye week, and like I think I'm going to struggle to try to get to the next round. So we'll see. Let's do a couple of I pro- hate that when that happens. You, yeah. you go, you're you one of the strongest all year, and then all of a sudden everything just collapses. Yeah. It happens to us all. Yeah, I mean, there's people that had, like, Kareem Hunt and James Conner. Like, that was – a lot of people had that. I've seen it a lot on Twitter. It just – there's only so much you can I do. Had it a couple yeah, of times. playing a team in the playoffs this week, and they have they have uh, Melvin Gordon and James Conner as their starting running backs. Uh, so Dane, Dane and I have a team in our staff league. What that that's our starting running backs, but we have a bye this week. So, but I don't expect either guy to play next week either. I mean, one guy's got an MCL sprain, and they're nine and three. They'll probably be ten and three after today. The other one, like. What are you going to do with a high ankle sprain? Like, Inside injuries back, is not back. expecting Connor back until week 17. That's right. So that's it. I think James Connor's done for you fantasy players out there. For, just for the record, we didn't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I've but, been saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. like I, you're not getting him back. And I don't think you're getting Mel Gordon back either. Maybe. But I, I, I don't think so. I got a question on, on Twitter that I wanted to throw at you guys. I, I know it's again about running backs, and we covered running backs before, but we didn't really specifically talk about this. And, and that's the difference between Austin Eckler this week and Justin Jackson. Uh, I'd like to get your, yeah. your opinions on what you expect from both of them and what should be a plus matchup for actually both of them. Yeah, look, I, I thought Justin um, Jackson – let me go first, Scott. I thought Justin Jackson go ahead, go looked ahead. really good when he was spelling Eckler, but going into the game, I can't make an assumption that Anthony Lynn will, like, flip their roles in any way. I think they've shown comfort with Austin Eckler throughout the year, even when Melvin Gordon was starting. So I'll have to shade towards him. Would it surprise me if the Chargers are up – 17 points and Justin Jackson starts getting a whole bunch of second half carries. No, but I have to assume Eckler is the starter with a dual rushing passing role. And I I would feel uncomfortable in a seasonal league starting Justin Jackson, unless I was desperate. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah. Eckler got 78% of the, of the, the snaps last week. And as much as fantasy players want to see Justin Jackson get more reps because 
you know, then he can feel nifty about it. You know, brag that Justin Jackson helped him. Or they have just have Justin Jackson over rosters. What fantasy players want and what they'll get, you know, may not be the same thing. Now, they talk about Eckler's a little tired and worn down, but he, he practiced in full all week. You know, that just, could just be coach speak here. He's still the lead back there. I, I, I'm, I'm, with, uh, I'm with Mike here. It's like as good as Jackson looked last week and he dazzled on some second-half runs, that doesn't mean all of a sudden he's going to usurp uh, Austin Eckler as the lead back there. So I think it's dangerous with Justin Jackson. Well, I and just to clear that up, I'm hearing, you know, I, I, I uh, listen to a lot of beat writers on Twitter. I, I follow over 400 different beat writers, and, you know, I'm always watching what they're saying. And a lot of them are saying that Eckler is beat up and, and, and a little tired. But he did practice all week, to Scotty's point. And, you know, he played last week, played most of the snaps. My point here is I think actually both of these guys are in play. I think Eckler gets a lot of the early work and, you know, definitely including the passing game. So I think he definitely brings that to the table. But I also think we see a lot of Justin Jackson, especially in the second half, if the Chargers get up big. We see him go off in the second half against the Cincinnati defense. Can't stop anybody. It may, I like both ha- it may have to be it may have to be game script uh, dependent. So that that worries me. We'll wrap this up after the break and talk tight end prop bets. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Which one of you, if, if you guys, if this song were playing, which one of you guys would be, I, Jim, you'd have to be the lifter. You'd have to be Swayze and uh, Scott, you'd have to be Jennifer Gray in this combo. Oh, no, I want to see it the other way. I want to see it the other well, way. Well, me too. It might I result in some Scott injuries. lift me up. Yeah, it might result in some injuries, but anyway. Um, It'd be the classic cartoon tale of you'd have to peel Scott up off the floor. Yeah. So It'd be flattened. So we were talking. Uh, what the heck were we talking about? We were, oh, the Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler thing. So that was. Um, it is pretty interesting, Jim. I, I do think though, it w- it is risky because it's game script dependent on the Justin Jackson uh, this thing. Is Cincinnati. I get it. The team's <laughs> totally falling apart. They're the worst team in the league against the rush. Yeah. Um, they got Jeff Driscoll as quarterback. Uh, they lost AJ Green. You know, I the only guy I like on Cincinnati. Well, I should say that Boyd should have some play, but I like Mixon to have a good game against the Chargers, who are not very good against the run. But man, outside of that, I, I just can't. It. I understand what you're saying about game script dependent, except I can't see the game script going any other way. Um, you're not wrong, but imagine it's this. The Chargers. But but imagine this. <laughs> you really have a thing against the Chargers, man. But it's Jim. It's week Everybody 14. Everybody talks about him like they'll be a Super Bowl team. He's never won. They nothing. might be a Super Bowl team. 
They're going to be a Super Bowl to them. I said it in August. I'll say it again. They're playing I heard for that like 10 years ago. You know who's not going to be a Super Bowl team? Who's not going to be a Super Bowl team is the Falcons. Like I said, they were going to be. I don't think they're going to make it. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. So Although although your bet your bet on Tennessee is looking really good. I know. But you know who's making me sweat now it is the Bucks. The Bucks were three and seven. Now they're five and seven. And Jameis is throwing the ball all over the place and they're just like winning these games. And I, I just need them to stay under six and a half and I don't have a big cushion left anymore. The Tennessee one they got a soft schedule here, so they can go two and one down the stretches, which is what I need. The Lions, I just need them to lose one more of the next four, even though I don't think they'll lose today. And then uh, the Raiders are already done. So, um, hey, Arizona just beat Green Bay. It's true. Got a hurt Matt Stafford. You, you got a depleted wide receiver core. You, their number one running back is out. It wouldn't surprise me if Arizona wins it You're all. Not wrong, Jim. You're not wrong. So let's do a couple of tight end prop bets. Um, see evan ingram is back from injury 35 and a half on evan ingram i gotta take the over just because beckham's out if beckham was in there i probably wouldn't take the over just because ingram hasn't done crap all year but with him being out i gotta figure it's gotta revolve around sterling Shepard and evan ingram today i'm with you you agree clean sweep i'm I'm gonna take the over but i'm not Incredibly excited about it. I think Saquon Barkley picks up a lot of that excess. It's not like it was last year when Beckham was out. So I think he'll get about 60 yards, but I'm not expecting an outstanding game from Ingram, you know, based well, I on. I didn't say anything about outstanding game. I said he'd go. I was about to say before you, you let me finish, before you let me finish, <laughs> is that, you know, based on what Jim I'm just said, he hasn't played I'm well at all this year. I was, I was about to give you credit. <laughs> Finally. Credit for Jim. Uh, all right, let's go to the yeah, other really? one. That, that's unheard of from the king. <laughs> How about Gronk? Uh, Gronk's at 52 and a half, Scott. Uh, you like him to uh, get the over today? No, I don't. Uh, Miami always plays plays New England tough, and I think there's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, okay. I- there you go. You know, Gronk is, you know, just, it's tough. He's got so much upside, even not at 100%. He's still got the upside, but so hard to count on now. Because of the injury, we see him in blocking so much as opposed to running roots. And, you know, he, I mean, I play him over most of the other tight ends we hadn't already mentioned, but he, he's so hard to trust. Yeah, the New England's favored by eight in that game, 48 and a half over. So Scott thinks it'll, that'll be an under type of game. Uh, I'd take the over there. I know he's coming off of a three for 26 and a three for 56. Um, and, and honestly, it's 52 and a half. He's hit that one, two, three, four times this year. Obviously, he missed a bunch of games, nice. but he's only hit that four times this whole year. So. I think uh, Miami's a lock to cover. You like Miami that much today, huh? Even without Xavier Howard, it's like their best defender. Is they always played it. They always play New England tough at home. They do. They do. Except it's the one for, place where yeah, they look normal. Last year, except for Week Seventeen last year, when they gave up four touchdowns to Tom Brady. They did. They did. That's uh, not the, it hasn't looked like the same, same Tom Brady this year. No, I, I totally, one hundred percent agree with yeah. that. <laughs> so you yeah. think you think he's uh, he's finally on the downside? You think you see regression there, and that they're going to miss the miss the Super Bowl this year? 
I don't know if I would say that, though. I'm just saying, you know, he's not putting up the kind of numbers he did in the past, but this team obviously is 9-3, and three, and they still know how to win. Right. Yeah, for the and record. The, the problem here is he, he, he hasn't looked like the same quarterback, no doubt. I mean, he's having trouble going down the field with any kind of accuracy or strength. It seems like every time he tries to go to dump the ball down 30 yards or more down the field, it seems to be coming up short every time. But it's still Tom Brady. I mean, very hard to bet against him. And if you give him the shot with that team, with that coach, he's always got a chance. He's still top 10. Everybody at Dot Avenue knows it's Brady's just messing with you. He's going to turn it on when the playoffs start. And he's going to win in a six ring. Uh, was that supposed to be a Boston Yeah, accent? it wasn't great. It's yeah. not your best. It's not your best, Scott. <laughs> I tried. You did try. I, I give you a for effort. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. That's it. That's there a little bit go. more like that. So uh, 3,342 yards. It puts him ninth in the league this year. So 20 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So that's a little bit. That's not your typical Brady numbers, I think. He does have two rushing touchdowns, too, though, because he's a master of the uh, – Master of the sneak. So, yeah. and, um, he, and he now has a thousand rushing yards for now. In his career for now. What, how many yeah, did he right, get he over? Go backwards. That's true. He has gone backwards. <laughs> he actually got closer <laughs> this play, year. Been playing a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. No, but I see what Mike's saying. He didn't go over far enough that if he takes a couple more sacks uh, on runs, that he could definitely start losing that again. And he t- he took some kneel downs in the past, which which have backed him up. Downs, I'm, I'm yeah, trying right, to get right. to his. Uh, yeah, what's his career now? Let me let me get to it. Uh, rushing, gosh, where is it? That's all of it. He's ex- I, at I exactly just, a thousand. So that scramble ooh. last week got him to exactly a thousand. So he can go negative yards conceivably in one of these games with a few kneel downs and uh, and back it up. So I, I think he's going to need the rest of the year to stay above a thousand. Well, when was the last time we could actually say that Tom Brady wasn't a quarterback one? So far on a season, and right now he's not. He's yeah. number thirteen on the season. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't remember the last time he wasn't a an easy top twelve quarterback. And even even when he missed the four games due to to this the um the deflate gate, he still crushed it that year. His stats yeah, were right. unbelievable. When he came back, he was definitely crushing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we did those player props. Um, we obviously got a lot of playoff scenarios today. Uh, DFS lineups. Either of you guys have one lined up? Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings. Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, Jalen Samuels, Zay Jones, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, Cameron Brait, Kenyon Drake, and Washington defense. Okay. Like it. Sounds a little bit more like a tourney lineup to me, but that's fine. That's what I play. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Scott's attorney guy. So, uh, all right, Jim, how about you? Okay, let's see. I, I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Jeff Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry, Travis Kelsey, Jalen Samuels, and the Giants defense. Somebody reads DailyRoto.com. That is a Daily Roto well, I, I lineup I've ever heard of. I, I love Daily Roto. I, I play with it all week long. and I love making up my own stacks in the groups and seeing what they come up with. And There always seems to be players I don't agree with with them, and they usually seem to be freaking right. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I Somebody love Somebody every Roto. week. So to give you a sense yeah, of my I, process, um, I, 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 make this like, uh, I make this chart each and every week. Sorry, Corey. 
so um, I make this chart every week and I listen to the podcast uh, in order to figure out, you know, who to highlight and who, you know, who they like a little bit more than the others. And as you were going through it, name by name, Jim, was like highlight, 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 all the way through uh, the entire thing. From Jeff Wilson to Cortland Sutton, the only guy you didn't hit on was Juju, who they really like um, in certain lineups. But top, Aaron Rodgers is their top optimal guy on DraftKings at 6K, um, clearly. Look, it gets to a point with certain players that are elite, talented players that if you start pricing them that low on DraftKings or FanDuel, it's time to just buck up and use them. Like Aaron Rodgers gets down to $6,000 on DraftKings, you use them. Some other guys... Especially against Atlanta. That's right. Other guys, their their value starts to plummet uh, salary-wise. It gets to a point where you just use them. So, um, so I can appreciate that. So... Uh, all right, let's go back to some other prop bets, Jim, that you had listed for me. Um, I'll try to pick on some of the ones that we didn't do earlier to close out the show. And if there's any other news, certainly let me know. The one piece of news that we got during this hour was that T.Y. Hilton will play today. So he was questionable. He's had historically good numbers against Houston. So I think, as Scott said earlier, you're rolling him out there. Just doesn't matter. Like, if he's a little banged okay, up. Okay, well, here, here's a couple couple interesting points. Ian Rappaport is saying Jalen Samuels will get the bulk of the carries. So, I, I mean, we pretty much agreed on that. It's just I, I am still a little worried about Ridley. Not a ton, just a little. Um, but then also Joe Flacco is expected to be active today. Just so saying. Joe Flacco's active. But that, that goes into your narrative that you had earlier in the show, Jim, about what if Lamar, things don't go well, and Lamar gets benched? I, I, I just don't know. I, to Scott, I, I'm more with I Scott. I don't know either. I'm not counting on it. I'm just saying I'm a little worried about it. That's all. I, I You know, there, there's narratives both ways here. Look, the, the thing I keep coming back to is if they do get down early, you know, Joe Flacco does give them a better chance of trying to come back because he can throw down the field. Um, Lamar Jackson just doesn't. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that has me concerned and the reason I've been fading Lamar Jackson this week. I don't think Joe Flacco is equipped to bring anybody back from a deficit at this point. Yeah, he could throw down the field. We saw that with John Brown early in the season. Yeah, that this, that that dried up pretty quickly. Well, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's a little concerning for me. You don't have to agree with me. You're okay to be wrong once in a while. <laughs> Uh, I was when I said, you know, let's bring Jim Day on the network. I think he'd be a good ad. So one other one other note, just looking around at some rosters and some pieces of news. Um, Deshaun Hamilton, people are going to say, Deshaun Hamilton actually led the Broncos wide receivers in snaps last week. Do you know how many targets he got? Yeah, <laughs> zero. So it doesn't matter that he led the team and led the team in snaps. I, I you know, what, to be honest with you. Go ahead, Jim. I like him as a wide receiver better than Cortland Sutton. Sutton is more a big play receiver. I just think Deshaun Hamilton is a more well-rounded receiver at this point. That's all. But not I'm for week 14 right now, Jim. You're no, just no, saying no. Yeah, I, again, I've been telling people. Yeah, right, right. I just want to see what he does on the field with a full-time gig. That's all. I, I, that's it. I would not play him in season long at all. If you want to take a punt play in DFS on the GPP, I think he could be a decent punt play, give you more chalk. But outside of that, definitely not in season long. I'm not putting him out anywhere. 
Uh, no, I don't think you could. Just one last point on the, the Baltimore thing. Just because a team is behind doesn't mean they have anybody there at all equipped to make them play catch-up. Uh, all right, let's do a stat. Let's do a stat. Uh, you can right say here. what you want about Joe Flacco. He's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. That's all I'm saying. With forty, well, they haven't asked Lamar Jackson to be in that situation yet either. <laughs> Mike keep wants to go on, and we, you and I keep going back and forth. Go guys, ahead, Mike. It's a radio show. I can't see you guys. So, um, forty-three <laughs> scrimmage yards. Frank Gore needs forty-three scrimmage yards to surpass this Hall of Fame running back for fifth most scrimmage yards of all time. Ooh. Fifth most scrimmage yards of all time. Hall of Fame uh, running back, you said? Yeah. Uh, I want to say Barry Sanders? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Recent Hall of Fame. Uh, ooh. Man, recent Hall of Famer, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. That's right, LaDainian Tomlinson. No, LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah, who okay. is Who is fifth? Who's fourth on the all-time scrimmage artist list? Ah, Mr. Marshall Falk. That's right. I'm looking right at him. He's getting ready to come on the air in a couple of minutes. Marshall Falk is fourth all-time behind only Peyton, uh, Walter Peyton, Emmett Smith, and Jerry Rice. So Frank Gore, uh, an opportunity to pass LaDainian Thomas. So so there you go. Um, Really? So that's it on that uh, number. Uh, let's see who else we got. I had some fun stats here you today. Adrian the game. Pe- How could he not be? Adrian Peterson needs one rushing touchdown to surpass Jim Brown for fifth most all time. That's behind that today. only Emmett, Lit- Lit- Tomlinson, Allen, Walter Payton. So uh, AP going for that record. Aaron Donald needs two sacks to join Hall of Famer Reggie White, Chris Dolman, and Bruce Smith as the only players with seven games of two-plus sacks. In a single season in NFL history, so Aaron Donald dominating per wow, usual. Wow, really? Strahan didn't have seven games and two sacks in his no. you know, the season. He went for twenty-two. No. Wow, really? Yeah, that's what. That's that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Julius Peppers needs two sacks to surpass Kevin Green for third most sacks in NFL history. How about that? So it's Bruce yeah, Smith Kevin, with two hundred. Wow, what a terror guy that that guy was. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Smith at 200, Reggie White with 198, Kevin Green with 160, and then Julius Peppers just a sack and a half away. Um, Guy's going to be playing forever. And Washington, yeah, really? Jim, you've been <laughs> hammering them all morning. And the Giants. With a win, Washington rejoined the Bears, Packers, Giants, and Steelers as the fifth franchise in NFL history with 600 regular season wins in NFL history. Yeah, but they got like 580 of them before 1984. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't hear no Dallas Cowboys on that list. No, well, they started playing turn in the, the co- 60s. Turn, turn to Corey and say, "How about them Giants?" Uh, these other teams started playing in the twenties. <laughs> they had a forty-year head start. <laughs> well, good stuff for FST. Excuses. These excuses. guys will be back for Fantasy Football Rewind eight to ten tonight, and I'll be on <laughs> next with Gabe Morency, Corey Parson. And Marshall Falk. It's Lineup Lock Live coming up after the break. Thanks for listening. And good luck in your playoffs this week in Week 14. We'll be back after the break. Yes, Mikey.